ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. It's the Great Scott Show, the 8 o'clock hour. Hello, everybody. Great Scott Show sponsored by Suit Up, where they even make my guests right now look good. And that's a fact, right? I mean, you went in and they got you suited up. They they absolutely did. And I've gotten a tremendous amount of compliments on the things that I got from Suit Up. Jay Walker, of course, down with me. It's Tuesday. We got TTT coming up. Um, have you gotten a tremendous amount of compliments on your bracket? Uh, well, I didn't fill one out. Um, so, no. I'm kind of envious. Like, I, I Does it make it easier to watch the games, or is it just the same? No, it's the same. Because, you know, you do these brackets for fun. You know, it's not like you're putting up a ton of money or anything. So, you know... Um, you know, before a game, I, I would look and say, uh, you know, okay, I think this has got a chance to be an upset here or whatever. Um, and, yeah, you know, I mean, the, and there are a couple of that I absolutely predicted. Now, I really tanked with Winthrop, okay, really tanked with that one. Um, but but Ohio uh, University uh, got, got that one. And I'm telling you, you know, uh, there are there are a couple of others. I mean, I think I think Loyola now is going to the Final Four again. Sister Jean, ramble on. That's what I'm saying. 101. They beat down Illinois. They did. It that was I, I said afterwards. I said, you know what that was? That was actually a coach's dream because the game plan was executed to perfection. Like, not it wasn't a game of boy Loyola just made a play when they had to have it, or this guy just took matters into his own hands. And and that in no way is discrediting the team. I'm complimenting the team, but my goodness, I think any college basketball coach, aside from, you know, if you're in Illinois or rooting for him, anyone else that watched that, any coach that watched that had to just be delighted, put it that way. That's the word I'll use. It was uh, no, it was. It was a um it was it was surgery is what it was. I mean, they just cut them up and they but the you know, passing, there were man. there were some other games too, you know, um I didn't know that Abilene Christian was going to upset Texas, but I did like Abilene Christian plus the points a lot. But, you know, that happens sometimes when you're playing the school and you also happen to be in that state. You know, it, uh, we've seen this happen a bunch over the years. So you shouldn't be totally shocked uh, by that. I love that their head, their head coach has been there a decade. Like nine years ago, they had a losing record in Division Two. Mm-hmm. Then they go out and you know you beat Texas, but I um so I I, I had that one in Ohio. I, I had some other ones. You know I'm not bragging because you know I had Purdue in the national title okay. game. Okay. So, um, um, and I had West Virginia going pretty far. I had them beating Syracuse in round two. You know Syracuse. You look at that Syracuse Houston. Then you got Loyola Chicago and um their matchup in that region, and it's like. Who's Villanova. Villanova. Uh, no, no, no. I don't. I don't think it's Nova. I'm gonna have to look it up. But the, but that like one of those teams is going to the Final Four, and it's it's. I don't know how far Syracuse is going to go, but when you've got Jim Sun playing, and doesn't it feel like Syracuse is usually like okay, they might be one of the last four ends, and then they go on those runs. I mean, they're 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 primed right now for a well, nice little. Run. I I, I remember uh, it's uh, Oregon State. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, the Beavers, right? A yeah. Twelve seed. So, 
Um, um, yeah. That they're, I remember the year that we railed over the fact they should not have gotten in and they went to the final four, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, I, when they won their first round game, I said, I like them to beat West Virginia, even though Huggins has faced Bayheim a bunch. When you've only got one day to prepare for that zone defense, it's, it's a tough, tough, tough matchup. And, uh, you know, Syracuse plays Houston next. Houston probably should have gotten beat on Sunday. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think that those, um, you know, that bracket, I think the teams are really, really vulnerable. It, it's crazy that you've got a uh, 8, a 12, an 11, and then a 2 who Houston beats the heck out of bad teams. They've done it all year. Some of the good teams they play in the regular season, they got beat. So they're they're a, they're a they're a tough one to they're a tough one to figure out. But they've got more time to prepare for that zone. Um, but yeah, I look. I thought Syracuse belonged this year. I had them win in the first round game. I thought thought West Virginia would get them, but that one is that one's a lot of fun. Man. It's just the madness of March. There's there's nothing like it. They're ne- they're you know I know this time of year folks will bring up football and well they only have four and it's not the same sport. It's not the same thing. You can't duplicate it. Dos Akis tried to do, and I like Dos Akis, but they tried to do like a, a football, college football bracket promotion around the college football playoff a few years ago and, and had all these bowl games in there. And it like, their 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 heart was in the right place, but it's like, guys, you it, it's not going to work. Even though this isn't real and you're just trying to piggyback off of March Madness, there's only one thing like it. Even... The baseball bracket, which is great, the setup's different, right? Because you've got 64, then you've got supers and things. And in baseball, I don't feel like ever tried to market itself on a bracket. Leave the bracket alone. It belongs to Division One college basketball. That's where it will always be, and it'll never, no one will ever come close to having anything like it. No, it's, uh, I think you're absolutely right. And, and it's, you know, there have been two things that have been kind of constant in this tournament so far. Number one is, and I and I said it, you know, that the Big Ten was very much overvalued. Um, you know, we're just we're watching them drop like flies here. And uh, and the other thing was the unknown that is the Pac-12 because we you know we don't see them. There wasn't a lot of out of conference play this year. Oregon State won the tournament. We had no idea. Oregon State's in the Sweet 16? No no idea how this was going to play out. And we're finding out that the Pac-12's pretty good. So those are the two stories to me so far. ESPN1420.com. Scott Prather, Jay Walker, great Scott show. If you're listening via the stream, that's brought to you by Champagne's Market. Champagne's in the oil center going the extra mile. Jay, um, Oral Roberts. Mm-hmm. Sweet 16. I know. I mean, Ohio State and Florida, two of the biggest athletic budgets in the country, two good teams. I mean, Oral Roberts seems so formal. We can call him, you know, Oral Bob or Blow Bob or whatever. But this is, uh, jokes aside, what a great run. It, it has been a great run. Well, I'll tell you what, they can shoot it now. They can just flat shoot it. Um, you know, watching, um, and, and, you know, the, the second 15 seed, to make it to the Sweet 16. And we remember getting kind of enthralled by Florida Gulf Coast about seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, and I think we're kind of enthralled about Oral Roberts, too, and watching 
uh, you know, their, their fans uh, collect uh, over at the gym or the arena, uh, you know, cheering them on. And of course, you know, right on the, right on the court, on the side of the court, it says expect a miracle over at Oral Roberts. And so they, uh, I love to tell the story about doing a game at Oral Roberts years ago. I think Robert Lee was coaching at the time. And um, this was back in the days when a lot of schools still did an invocation before, before tip-off. And I would always time it to where when it was time for the invocation, I'd go ahead and take a two-minute commercial break. Well, they decided they were going to have an invocation, and I did the commercial break, and that invocation was five and a half minutes long. They're doing some serious praying. And, um, but I love, you know, I love the campus with the big praying hands as, as Tulsa, you get to right? the, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, so I saw somebody say, you know, there was a, an infusion of money into the school in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Does it still look like when you were on campus, can you tell like? It's a nice campus. Okay. It's a really nice campus. And they've got, you know, the big, these huge praying hands. Get at the these hands. To, to, <laughs> to campus. It, 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 but the five and a half minute invocation was something I'll never forget. How about Sister Jean's prayer? Sister Jean, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not arguing with anything about she Sister Jean. She was a world, world, world war one treaty of Rosales baby. That's what, that's when she was constant and she is still here. And is the team chaplain and seeing her. Yeah, I know she's in a wheelchair now. I, I, you know, typical social media can ruin a bad thing. Oh, uh, taking attention away, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Don't, don't, don't. You do, you there are four Loyolas in the States. I went to one of them and, and it's NAIA. So I like to, I like to piggyback when Loyola Chicago does something. Don't, don't, don't talk trash about Sister Jean. Don't do it. And, and there's another indication about, you know, once again, a school from Illinois beating the school from Illinois, um, although this one was no fluke. Lo, you know, Loyola, do you remember back when Gonzaga started making the tournament every year and they were really good, but they'd be seeded 10, 11, 12, and, you know, they started complaining about it, and then they started getting seeded high and then knocked out early, which made me laugh. But I, I think Loyola's kind of in that, in, in this time around, they were badly underseeded. I mean, this this team probably should have been a four or a five seed instead of an eight. Um, they're good. And uh, this is a better team than the one that went to the Final Four a few years ago. Doesn't mean they're going to get to the Final Four this time. I'm just telling you it's a better team. All right, ESPN1420.com. More on some of the other games later in the hour. Uh, more on LSU Michigan and the way the Sweet 16 looks. That's coming up later. Before we do Terrible Tune Tuesday, Jay, I wanted to um, get your thoughts on the Rage of Cajun baseball. And right now, you know, talking to, to Coach Deggs yesterday, the thing he said that bothered him the most, he said, is it, it, it bothers me most when we get beat at our brand of baseball. Um, what was the most frustrating thing about Saturday and Sunday? Well, it, it, it's the thing that's been the most frustrating about this team all year long, you know. You've got you've got guys with electric stuff on the pitcher's mound, but if you keep walking six, seven, eight, nine guys a game, you're going to lose your fair share of them because you're giving stuff away. And the 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 pitching staff, you know, and I'm sure a lot. Well, they strike out too much, and they haven't been consistent hitting. 
And all that stuff's true. But the reality of the situation is if your pitchers throw strikes, you probably have about five more wins right now. And instead of being 11 and 10, you're 16 and 5, and you got a couple of nice wins, and people are going, hey, what about this team? You're probably ranked. That's the most frustrating thing. You know, I'm not surprised they're struggling some offensively. I didn't think this was going to be a great defensive team, and they're not. But I really thought the pitching staff was going to carry this team. And on days when they throw strikes, that's exactly what they do. I mean, you look at when Arigetti goes out, all right? He's going to walk one or two guys in seven innings. And by the time he leaves, he's going to have a four or five run lead. You know, you got guys in this team with better stuff than him. But he's got such great command that when he goes out there, you know you're going to win. He loves to scrap, man. He is... uh... He's so calm and low-key when he speaks to the media. And then you see him out there on the mound, and it's like, this this guy, I mean, you, you want to go to war with a guy like that. You know what I mean? Um, and Deg said yesterday, that's how he is in practice if they're simulating a game. Like, that's just how he is all the time. And um, I know going into the season, pitching staff is deep, pitching staff is deep. But no one looked at Spencer Arigetti and say. Yeah, he's he'll be the number one. He'll be the clear number one, right? It hadn't taken a lot of time to to realize that, but he is clearly. I mean, I don't I don't know. I know the Sun Belt baseball wise, and, and I, you you would know more about this than me, Jay. I think it's a little down this year, um, but I, he, he'll be in the mix for for pitcher of the year with the way he's throwing. Now that the Cajuns enter conference play, you got four against Coastal Carolina Friday through Monday. Now Monday's game will be a nine conference game. How do you feel about the Sun Belt overall and, and, and where the Cajuns kind of stack up? You know, I think that the I think the Cajuns, even even with their bases on ball woes, I think they have easily the best pitching staff in the league. I don't think it's close. Um, I don't know of anybody other than Coastal Carolina that's a real physical team um, in in the league. And you look at what happened. Um, over the weekend, you know, Texas State, who was picked to win the West, they got swept uh, in Little Rock over the weekend. I think Georgia Southern is probably a better team than anybody gave them credit for. Uh, I think they're pretty good offensively, too. But, you know, Coastal Carolina is a physical team. I don't see that the rest of this league has a lot of physicality, um, which is why I'm still optimistic about conference play. You know, I don't know uh, how much people follow your opponents, okay, after you play them. Louisiana Tech this week hammered Ole Miss, and then they went on the road and swept Tulane. D1's got them in the top 25. Their RPI is 10. Cajuns handled them twice. Deggs brought that up yesterday and talked about Arigetti and how he threw against him. And I remember after those, you know, uh, Matt made it a point to say, this is one of the best offensive clubs we're going to face all year. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm excited at how we just beat them. Uh, but like, you're right. You know, you kind of beat them, and oh, yeah, hey, people talking trash on message boards. Hey, you, you whoop La Tech two games this year, yada yada. Obviously, you know, as as much as Cajun fans don't want to, you want them to do well, right? It, it's how baseball works. Improve your RPI, whatever. Tech's really good, and and those two wins are. Uh, some of the most impressive ones this season, not just because they beat them, but it was how they beat them in those games. So there, there's, I, I feel like this team can compete in the Sun Belt this year for sure. I think, I think you do as well. But 
having said that, there's just obvious areas of this club that they they have to clean up. And, you know, you get the win on Friday, and Arigetti looked great. There were a couple pop-ups you should have had, but you had zero errors. You come out the next two days against TCU, you got errors right out the gate, and before you even come to the plate, you're down by, you know, more than a run. And, um, you know, two runs in one game, four in another. It, 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 the way, the style that this team wants to play, that's just, that's not going to work a lot of times. Clean that up. I think this team can still have a really, I think I think they're capable of having a, a memorable special year, but they've got work to do. They they do have work to do. And, you know, Sunday's game, you got two out, nobody on. And then what do you do? You issue a two-out walk. They get four runs. It, it it just it's it it it's maddening sometimes and you know it, it is it is the thing that has frustrated me the most because I didn't think that they were going to go out and be an offensive juggernaut mm-hmm. you know I still think they're going to get better in that in fact I think they are getting better in that regard um, and look let's face it conference play is starting and you are not going to face pitching staffs the rest of the season like what you have been facing with TCU and Southern Miss, and Mississippi State, you're not going to face that the rest of the year. So you've got a chance for your offense to come alive a little bit. But you got to quit walking, people, man. Don't give them anything free, man. Make no, them that's it. it. Make them earn it. ESPN1420.com. If if Jay Walker was a baseball player, what would his walk-up music be? Uh, it would be uh, probably, um, uh, I'd be a power hitter. So it would be, it would probably be Thunder by the Imagine Dragons. I love that song. I do. I absolutely, well, I love that group. I love that group. I asked Diggs yesterday because they did play walk-up music when he was playing at Alvin Junior College. But uh, he's like, I love it. But then he admitted, I never hear it. Like, I never pay attention. But he's, but he loves the idea of it. He's like, yeah, it would be uh, Bad Company by Bad Company. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I asked, I asked Top. Over the weekends, what was your what? He said, we didn't have it back right, then. Right, It's such a, it's, even old school guys like Deggs love the idea of walk-up music. Sure. Like, it's it's one of those aspects of baseball that is definitely more a product of these times, and yet I never felt that pull from the older fan with respect that was like, Get this out of the game. I think I think everyone pretty pretty much embraced and said, "Okay, this this is cool. We need more of this." Yeah, and and you know one one thing that I don't, and of course fans complain about everything, but one thing that that you never hear them complain about is somebody's walk up music. You know, I mean it's it is what it is. And now I've heard people compliment the walk up music. Uh, you know, Bren Conrad had the old King Floyd song "Groove Me," and and, and fans loved it. I, I I'm just I'm too goofy. I would have just used like a, a an '80s like monster love ballad just to make things awkward, you know. I want to know what love is probably by Foreigner. I think that's yeah. what I'd have to go with. But I'd want it to be like gonna take a little time. I want it to be the slow part. But then, if I happen to hit one out, I'm saying you crank the chorus of that thing to <laughs> the top so that when I round third, everybody's singing. I want to know what love is. Oh, that's great. I, uh, uh, in my dreams, of course, cause I, I didn't play college ball, but you know, you could also go with a terrible tune if, if you wanted to be goofy. I remember trying to get handsome Monica to do this one and let him hear it. And he said, I'm going to pass, but good way to go into the break up next. It's terrible tune Tuesday ESPN 1420 and.com.
Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. Great sports callers open think tank. You hear that song, it can only mean one thing. It is time for Terrible Tune. Tuesday. You've been warned. I'm Scott Prather. That is Jay Walker. Jay, I went first last week, so this week, sir, you uh, you do us the honors. You, you like this song. I do. I do like and, this song. And, and I do want to I, I do want to say it's perfectly acceptable to like a song and admit it's a terrible tune. I admit that it's it is a terrible tune. There's been a few over the years where I said it, it shouldn't be on here that you've done, and vice versa. But I feel like there's been more TTTs where one of us is like, I like the song you're playing, but it does belong here. And so I'll give you that this week. I think it belongs here. But, man, it makes me want to dance. It gets stuck in my head, but I'm not mad at it. Yeah, we're going to go back to the mid-'90s for this song and a guy who um, did a couple of albums. Now, there's an interesting story about him in that he's a guy who overcame a stuttering problem. I mean, had a serious stuttering problem and kind of used that in his music. And uh, so it is an interesting story. Um, unfortunately, he passed away young at just a couple of years after the song uh, was a hit. Now, it was a bigger hit overseas than it was in the United States, but it did hit the top 50 uh, in the U.S. Uh, you know, scat singing is something that really, when you get right down to it, I, when I think of scat singing, I think of Ella Fitzgerald, you know, and, and Mel Torme and, and way, way back then. Um, but this, this combines scat singing and rap and other garbage. And it, uh, it just comes, or it just comes together, uh, for a terrible tune. Scat man, John is the artist and it's called scat man on terrible tune Tuesday. I'm a scat man. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. Everybody's saying that the scat man stutters, but does and never stutter when he sings. But what you don't know, I'm gonna tell you right now that the stutter and the scat is the same thing. Yo, I'm the scat man. Where's the scat man? I'm the scat man. Why should we be pleasing any politician? Reasons would try to cheat just reasons if they could. The state of the condition insults my intuition, and it only makes me crazy and a hard like wood. Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, brother, so can you. I'm the scat man. Okay. 
Everybody stutters one way or the other, so check out my message to you. As a matter of fact, I don't let nothing hold you back. If the scat man can do it, so can you. I hear you all ask about the meaning of scat, while I'm the professor and all I can tell you is why you still sleep and the saints are still weeping, because things you call dead haven't yet had the chance to be born. I'm the scat man. Where's the scat man? It's an inspiration, Jay. It is. Do you, are you inspired now? No, but I, I mean it. Like you, like you said, he had a he had a stutter. He he turned it into a hit. He encourages those that have a stutter. I you know. Is there is there a small part of you that feels guilty calling it terrible? I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't uh, say that I feel guilty calling it terrible. I understand why some people like it, but um, it's still a terrible tune. Good stuff. Did you know that uh, the ski bat that up was sampled for, uh, or they, you know, some some famous rappers artists played off of that sound? Did you know that? I did not know that. Lil Wayne and Two Chains got a lot of. Not gonna play the whole thing, but just letting you hear it, Jack. ESP at 1420.com. It's Terrible Tune Tuesday. I'm Scott Prather. That's Jay Walker. It's the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up. I um, am also going to the 90s, of course, going to the mid-90s as well, for a song that uh, was very popular. Mm. It was um, number 15 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It Charted low on the R&B and rap charts when it first came out, but broke through on the mainstream, and I don't like it. 
Okay. Like, it's it's one of those ones you hear it, you might dance a little, it'll bring you back to a time in your life. But, like, some of, so- some of the songs from that, like, when Gangster's Paradise comes on, like, I, I am happy. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Turn it up. Yeah. That's awesome. And then there are other songs from that time period when I was, I don't know, junior high, high school, whatever, where I'm like, no, no, turn it down or turn it off. This is one of those. It was uh, written and recorded by an artist named Freak Nasty. It was certified gold by the uh, RIAA in uh, 1997. It came out in 1996 on Terrible Tune Tuesday. This is Da Dip by Freak Nasty on ESPN1420.com. And my only, my biggest question always was, who is the woman he is singing it to, Jay? Because he sends it out to all the ladies in the world, but then he says, especially her. <laughs> Wherever she is, I hope she feels special. It's TTT, here's The Dip by Freak Nasty. This goes out to all the women in the world, especially her. You know it don't even matter your age, don't even matter your color. Your fellas, I ain't forget about y'all. This is for everybody that likes the game. Just listen to what I'm saying and do it and take a chance. I put my hand up on your hip.
Yes, Louisiana born, New Orleans born, freak nasty. And um, while there are no curse words in the song, I wouldn't exactly call it clean, but that's what we uh, dance to at dance parties. I don't like it. Nothing about it makes me just want to dip. Who do you think her is? Especially her. I don't know. Maybe it was her. Was it one person, or does he did he just slip that in there so that if anyone asked him, like, "Hey, you're singing that was that's me, right?" He could be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, at least give him that. That was that, was that was a smart move. That is a terrible tune Tuesday here on this Tuesday morning. I'm Scott Prather. That is Jay Walker. Um, Jay, I know you gotta you gotta run here. Any any closing pearls of wisdom for me before you uh, you depart? Yeah. I, I just want to let everyone know, maybe you cannot stay young forever, but you can certainly act immature for the rest of your life. Is that directed at me? I don't no, know. <laughs> no, that's directed at everybody. <laughs> you were looking at me like he was looking into my You're soul. You're the only one in the room, it. Scott. I know, I, know, I know. It's funny. But it's good. It's good words of wisdom to live by. Let's be mature, love one another, and um, every Tuesday listen to some terrible music with Jay and I. We appreciate it. I'm going to let you run, Jay. Thanks for coming in as always, my friend. All right, brother. Take care. All right, more on the madness of March, the latest in free agency, LSU-Michigan game from yesterday, and more. It's ESPN 1420, ESPN1420.com, and the ESPN 1420 app. As we close the book on TTT, we come back to talk sports. But before we do... 